Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. It's Tuesday, July 2nd. You know what this means? What does it mean? It means we are full-fledged heading towards draft month of August. Uh-oh. Which means that uh, this month is training camp. Uh, hey, there you go. So, so we get some real news and we get to see some real crap. We're not going to report signings on the um, yeah. eighth string tackle. Yeah, it's true. No, no, no. Getting cut after <laughs> yeah. a week of signing. Uh, the first preseason game, I believe, is August 1st. So we're not too far away from the start of the NFL season, which means that your research is going to start kicking into high gear. Your your preparation for your fantasy league has got to start kicking into high gear. And that starts with the Fantasy Champions shameless plug. Oh, there you go. <laughs> On today's episode of the Fantasy Champions podcast, we're going to do our second mock draft for 2019. We're going to do four or five of these. So our second mock draft already. Um before we get into that, mm-hmm. please be sure to do the following. Go on Twitter, at the FF Champs. Follow us there. Follow us on Instagram, at the Fantasy Champions. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. When you're on YouTube, make sure you uh, click the bell for notifications. Go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and make sure you leave a review because we need your reviews. It boosts the... Uh, you know, the rankings and, and the self-esteem and the self-esteem, even if it's bad. Uh, it, <laughs> if you give a no, <laughs> that is not something, something I should say, uh, share this podcast with your friends and, uh, let's, let's get in the news before we start the show. Okay. There's a lot of news, uh, this week. So let's start with the Packers coach, Matt LaFleur. He said he wants to, uh, get the running backs more involved in the passing game. Uh, this was headlined on Roto World's website with Aaron Jones's face. Ooh. So I don't know if that means anything, but uh, I would I would hope they use Aaron Jones in the passing game. That would um that would definitely increase his value. Now, you know what's going to happen? He's going to pass it seventy times to Jamal Williams. <laughs> they actually probably will. Honestly, <laughs> that's GG they use, for everyone. <laughs> they use him in the third down situations a lot. So I cannot stand that. Just use Aaron Jones the full time Matt Lafleur. You don't need to waste your time with Deion Lewis again like you did last year. That was a shot. Yeah. <laughs> All the Dude, Derrick Henry. You, what, you don't like Deion like, Lewis? <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, TJ Yeldon is expected to be a, in a heated competition in Buffalo's backfield. Oh, man. That's a competition everybody's looking forward to. So, did you know over the first uh, eight, uh, no, over the first 11 weeks of the year when he was starting for Leonard Fournette, he was the RB at 12? Oh, what was it? What was it? The RB12, the 12th rank, uh, 12th overall. I might have to write that down. Skirt. Uh, so I, TJ Eldon's actually one of those players that I like. He averages one fan. He's one of those guys that averages like 1.2 fantasy points per touch, which is, you know, among some of the best in the league. But So what you're saying is TJ Eldon is essentially Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> no, so I think if Yeldon gets the opportunity, he could actually be somebody decent. Yeah. The problem is he's not going to get any opportunity. We talked about last week backfields that we were avoiding, and Buffalo was on that list. So 
Uh, Yeldon is a guy that I'm definitely not going after. And like, there's two other running backs that I would get before him. But if he does somehow win the job and he gets 200 touches, you know, he might actually be somebody decent. But that's somebody to keep your eye on. That's like, yeah, somebody to keep your eye on. But I think they would rather use, like, they got Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, their third round draft choice, and LaShawn McCoy. Yikes. Um, <laughs> so, some of those, one of those guys got to get cut. We have some more Bills news in a minute, but um, let's move on to the next one. An anonymous Chiefs official believes any Tyreek Hill suspension will be a maximum of four games. That's um, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. We're going to assume Tyreek Hill is suspended for a whole life, and uh, he will <laughs> probably not be. He'll be drafted by uh, somebody else in our mock draft today. But yeah, um, that is interesting. I did tweet that I was kind of freaking pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, you were upset. They ruined me. The NFL ruined me with Kareem Hunt, and it sounds selfish. <laughs> yeah, because he was your fantasy lover, wasn't he? He was, my, he was my running back, my second running back, and they ruined me by, by like, what is it? They, they didn't even suspend him. They kept him on, they kept him um, on like, the, the, the commissioner's, the commissioner's list. list. Yeah. And then they suspended him after the season, and he's suspended for, like, nine games or ten, ten games, games or whatever. And now you're going to give Tyree Kill after he beat his child. <laughs> like, I, this is just, it doesn't make any sense to me. The Tyree, only, like, yeah. four games? Like, and this is what I keep seeing on the internet. Roger Goodell will give a guy who threatened his wife, who's all, who, he has a history of this, by the way. He's not just, this isn't just the first time this has happened for Tyreek Hill. He beat his pregnant girlfriend in college before he came into the NFL. Oh, that's... And then he supposedly broke his kid's like collarbone, I think it was, because he was angry at, the, at him. And then he texted his wife when she was texting him about it and basically said, listen, bro, or, or listen, girl. I should say, he said. He said, "Listen, you should fear me too." Like, uh, okay, so that's four games. Seems and, like a really great guy to host a cookout. And Tom Brady, on you know, deflating some footballs to help his game, you know, is a four-game suspension. That's yeah, the same exact. Uh, yeah, NFL watch. He should be. He should be suspended eight games at 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 least. Um, but to not get, they must have had a really good meeting with him when they met last week. Mm. Um, in other news with Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs could have potentially re-engage in contract negotiations for an extension in the not-too-distant future if the investigation ends with Hill, if it ends with a positive outcome for Hill, which, is, you know, isn't like 40 games. <laughs> 40 games <laughs> suspension, something late. Yeah. Um, so Tyreek Hill, a lot of stuff floating around in the news about him. Um, but where do you where do you put him on your uh, on your rankings? If, if, if it's assuming it's an eight game suspension, where do you where do you want to put eight him? games? Or where do you want to draft him? I should say. I have to see where he's going, but I wouldn't like go out of my way to get him. Yeah. What if it's four? If it's a four game suspension, okay. So I'd probably let me look down here. He's probably going somewhere in like the fifth round at that point. Would you be comfortable taking him there? I'd say fifth, sixth round, I'd be okay with that. See, he was already a guy for me that I didn't want to draft, and now he's even more of a guy that I don't want to draft. I know, but he was also going in like the third round before all of this. Yeah, that's true. So if he if he falls down to like the fifth, sixth round, right. mm, it See, changes. It Like I said, it kind of depends where yeah. other people are having him go, where the ADP is and all that stuff. Right. So. Uh, Seahawks, Seahawks.com. They're, they're, I guess this is a writer for the team, John Boyle. Uh, he believes the team's running game, the running back workload could vary game to game. 
Yep, um, that's, that's what very, they did last year. So I, I want to draft Rashad Penny, but I got to kind of stay away from that. Um, the Bucks are f- are really excited, I guess, about the progress progress of Ronald Jones. Hey, oh boy, um, he is one of our sleepers for 2019. Um, he is in a good system with Bruce Arians, who did well with David Johnson. So if he gets, you know, they, he usually likes to use a, a workhorse back. So at some point this year, Ronald Jones could probably see that. Um, if he's more efficient than he was, like significantly more efficient than he was last year, he could be a good player for your team and a guy in the 14th round, 15th, 15th round. Uh, yeah. Definitely worth it. He he is moving up a little bit, though, now. Oh, really? Yeah, but he's still, going late in dra- <laughs> he's still going late in drafts, though. And chances are in a lot of they're in most people's leagues. Yeah, they'll see the name and be like, "Oh, he stunk last year," and just like like casual players, then just not draft him at all. So you could probably still get him pretty late. But yeah, right. I think he's going in like the eleventh round, eleventh round right now. So, Lashawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary. I guess they've all been splitting first team reps. So that <laughs> really? goes to that goes to our point earlier about don't don't draft any bills. Um, according to Adam Johns of the Athletic. I believe I said that right. Um, David Montgomery was a, quote, problem for the Bears' defense during OTAs. Uh, If you don't remember, the Bears' defense had one of the best run-stopping defenses in the NFL. So if uh, David Montgomery is running on one of the best defenses in the NFL and having some success, maybe he'll be good. But that is also a hype train, hype train thing. Yeah, hype train Uh, take. Yeah. Uh, Steelers wide receiver coach Daryl Drake praised Donta Moncrief. More praise. The last three weeks have been great for Moncrief um, for how quickly he's picked up the offense. Uh, do you think he's going to end up as a second wide receiver on the team? He might. Uh, it's it's going to be him or Washington, but I think I I think he might be, especially with all the you know it is just training camp, but yeah, him, yeah, the hype around him. I'm curious to see how he, how far he gets and. Because he, the people have been wanting this guy to be good for quite some time, and yeah. we thought he was going to be the biggest thing that I point to is everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, he could fill the the Juju role from last the last couple years and the the Martavius Bryant role from before that," and everyone was like super excited about it. But the reality is, Moncrief was in a system last year with T. Y. Hilton, and that was it, and he couldn't produce. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of wide receiver talent around him this year either, though. Yeah. So. I just, but no, you, I don't. I if mean, you couldn't do it with the Colts, you're not going to be able to do it with the, the, the Steelers. <laughs> this Sorry, is, probably not. But um, I'm interested to see how that kind of develops because I am too. As a as a as a guy that's late, late, and I don't even think he's getting drafted in most leagues. So um, yeah, he's not. I don't think. I'm trying to find. But that Steelers receiving core is pretty interesting overall, other yeah. than Juju. Guys, okay, so we kind of know what we're going to get with Juju, but everybody else is kind of a wild card, right? Uh, ESPN Cowboys reporter Todd Archer reports Ezekiel Elliott will meet with the commissioner uh, Tuesday in New York to discuss the incident that took place in Las Vegas. He oh also, uh, before the show, before we started recording, it was reported that he apologized. I haven't read the apology note yet. Um, but Ezekiel Elliott now going to meet with Roger Goodell. This would suck. Watch it like a twenty game. I know twenty thousand. It's like an eight game suspension for shoving somebody. It's on camera. Like the guy literally just like flopped. I'm like, give me a break. Imagine flopping in real life. Just like he's like you see, went towards him and like he like kind of tapped him with his chest, and the guy like fell on the ground. Yeah. What if either Zeke is extremely powerful? Dude, it's all the um his Chick Fil A coming out. And oh one, yeah, all, like, all the one chest bump. That's true. But like, imagine just seeing like a celebrity or something like that, 
or an NFL running back. And he comes at you. And he comes at you. Are you flopping? <laughs> Are you flopping right now? Like, because you know it's going to get on camera. Be like, dude, I could, like, like let's say oh, you're I mad flop. at him for something. Like, he, theoretically, like, let's just say, like, he, he spilt a drink on your girlfriend. So, he, yeah. and you two go head to head and you're butting heads. And you're like, this dude's an NFL player. If I flop right now, he's definitely getting suspended. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that ran through the security guard's mind. He was like, I'm flopping today. <laughs> He's like, today I'm going to make him look like a fool. This is the way <laughs> to get him back. Suspended six games. <laughs> uh, James Conner. Uh, so last week we reported that James Conner was uh, saying that he was going to was basically going to split snaps almost with Jalen Samuels and all this garbage. Uh, this week, James Conner had a different tone. He said he expects to have the same role lat- next season. <laughs> So uh, there goes. Maybe the, he was just typing up his buddy. Yeah, I guess he was just typing up Jalen Samuels. Um, there's all this. There's a, there was this like early. I, I think I talked about this the last time we talked about Connor, but there was this uh, point earlier in the off season, like around f- March, mm-hmm. when I was sitting there thinking about Jalen Samuels, and I was like, this guy could take James Connor's job. And then I was like, why am I even thinking this right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer reports. What the crap, Cleveland? <laughs> The you're gonna, what now? You're gonna call your newspaper a plane dealer? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? They report that Kareem Hunt was questioned outside a Cleveland bar on Saturday night, um, but there were no charges filed. Apparently, he got into a bar fight. That's a good way to start off your uh, career in Cle- Cleveland. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know where that was. It was a Cleveland bar. Uh, That's what I saw. It was in a bar outside of Cleveland. So, so yeah, it says Cleveland bar on this note, but. Uh, yeah, so uh, do you think, can the NFL extend his extension? Like, is that a thing? Or do they just go, whatever? <laughs> or his suspension? He's gonna, his suspension, I'm sorry. Yeah. What did I say? Extension. Extension. <laughs> extend can the I extension. extend the extension? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Every player on a bad contract. Yeah. Can I extend the extension? <laughs> um, n- no, I don't think. He, I don't, unless it was, like, really bad. Yeah, if, if they were, if there's nothing there were no charges filed then it should be okay i think yeah. it's just more of like for the nfl it's more like the the ezekiel elliott thing where he like chest bumped the guy he might get one or two games for that just because history th- well not oh, well history yes but i think also the fact that um they're very strict on the image so mm. you can't have guys like kareem hunt and ezekiel elliott two of your best running backs in football you know, running just clowning around, around, just clowning around and, you know, punching people in the face of bars. So, and Kareem already has a history. Like he, he needs to be extremely careful. With he's got to relax. Yeah. He's got to relax. Like don't be getting into bar fights. I don't know if this will lead to anything, but if he keeps screwing around like this and he gets into any kind of significant trouble, he's like done for life. Yep. <laughs> it's like he needs to relax. Uh, and the final piece of news that we have is the Texans running back coach, Danny Barrett, said Donta Foreman is light years ahead of where he was last year. <clears throat> I don't want to say that's just training camp hype. But, training uh, camp hype. Hop on the train, everybody. Choo-choo. Chugga-chugga. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't... I, I, I've always wanted to like Foreman, but at this point, Achilles injuries like kind of... Yeah, I got to see people's co- I gotta careers, see it. especially for running back. Well, even when he was on the field, he wasn't that great. I don't know right. why. Like, people hyped this guy up like he was really good when he was on the field, and I'm like, it's... Jeez. It's like Dalvin Cook. Like, the most fantasy points the first year he played in those first six games was like all 12 points in standard leagues. And I'm like, what the... Cr- 
Yeah. What? Why is at this least guy Dalvin be, Cook? Like, though, I like, think he was drafted in the second round last year, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is. I mean, at he's least getting he's drafted talented. In the round. Yeah, I'll give you that. At least too, he's. At least he's. Oh, he, right. Well, he's talented, and he showed a little bit. He's got more no. Last year, but. Like with Latavius Murray gone, he's got nobody else. Like he is the guy. I'm. Uh, I like Alexander Madison, but what can I say? With Delvin Cook's injury history, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Okay, boss. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll stay. I'll let you draft team. him. I'll, I'll stay away from that take for now. Um, let's move into our mock draft segment of the show. Uh, it's a, it's our second mock draft of the year. Second. Hey. Um, so let's get into it. This is how it'll work. Um, we're going to do half PPR ten team again. Um, me and Rick are going to get our own teams this time around. We're, gonna, we're not together? We're going to verse each other this time. We're not together. It's more fun. It's more fun this way. Um, so let's get started with the mock draft. If you're watching on YouTube, we do have this uh, little video queued up for you. <laughs> Just so you can see what's going on. Just so you can see what's going on. Um, I have the third pick. I'm mm-hmm. uh, the FF champs with our logo there. Ricky is uh, Richie Sour Lemons, or Sour. Richie Sour, is that what the, it is? Yeah, Richie Sour. Oh, uh, there you go. Richie Sour Lemons is the uh, my fantasy team name, so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Had to That's bring it cringy. out. So uh, let's start the draft off. Um, the first two guys off Pretty the board obvious. are obvious. It's Saquon and Zeke. Um, in my rankings, I have them both uh, as the Tier 1 players. Mm. Um at this point in the draft, like we talked about kind of last time, if, if you're one of the top six or seven teams, <laughs> you should probably be taking a running back. Yeah. If I'm sitting here and I'm going to take, uh, you know, Antonio Brown, not Antonio Brown, I shouldn't say that, uh, DeAndre Hopkins here, I would uh, definitely, I was like living like in last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. I was like, wow. All right. Um, so with the third pick, um, there's some options here. On my personal draft rankings, I have been bouncing between uh, Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey for months on this. Okay. Um, And when I look at the top five backs, every year there's like one, maybe two guys that either fall out of the top five or fall out of the top ten altogether. All right. Um, People are going to think, you know, I'm on drugs for saying this, but the one guy that I think that might finish out of the, that probably will finish out of the top five. Ooh, you hit him with the probably. Yeah, probably finish out of the top five, and there's a chance, a realistic chance, that he finishes outside of the top ten, which is crazy to say, but Christian McCaffrey, I think, Ooh, is that guy. That hurt my heart, um, man. Yeah, I know. I hurt you right in the soul. Punched you right you in just, the soul. You just clocked me like Kareem Hunt clocked somebody so at a bar. the more I look at Christian McCaffrey, because uh, Fantasy Pros is telling me to draft him right now, um, the more the more I look at Christian McCaffrey, the more I go, this guy is not really... I don't know. For me, I think that he exploded through the first 12 weeks of the season, and then he completely shattered the first four weeks and the last three weeks of the season as far as touchdowns so, are concerned. So I think that he's not going to be that good. I'm going to take uh, Alvin Kamara here as my pick. Um, but yeah, I, I don't trust Christian McCaffrey this year just because because of the touchdowns. I think he's going to get the same amount of targets, the same okay. amount of yardage, all that stuff. I just think the touchdowns were a little hyper efficient. I think there'll be a small regression if that's the case. If he goes back to scoring touchdowns like he did the previous year, he will be an RB twelve. Like through the first six weeks of the season, he was an RB twelve. I think that's what he could be if he doesn't score touchdowns. Um. You know, you said the last three weeks of the season, too, with McCaffrey. Yeah. That was also without Cam Newton. 
Yeah, that's so their whole offense weren't really scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Um, you know, you you brought up the fact too that you, you're like, oh, I think some people will think I'm on drugs. I'm one of those people. I think I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> no, I actually I understand your point. Yeah. Because McCaffrey is known for not really scoring a lot of touchdowns, but what he did last year, it's hard to ignore. And you had a tough decision with the third overall pick going between Kamara right. and McCaffrey. Right. And I'm sitting there right behind you at number four, mm-hmm. and I get to in this spot just perfectly pick the guy you don't take. <laughs> and in this case, it's the guy I wanted anyway. Christian McCaffrey is my boy. Yep. Everybody knows it. Welcome to the team, boss. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Uh, yeah, and the reason why I picked McCaffrey, uh, I mean, a Kamara, is that he is. I've also bounced between him and Zeke at the two spot. And the thing that I struggle with is the fact that Kamara doesn't get yardage like yeah. he struggles getting yardage but he is uh, he scores so many touchdowns it's unbelievable like when you look at his number i think he had 21 touchdowns last year i believe so when you look at Kamara's numbers you're like wow this guy's gonna score a lot and if he gets the yardage he can be the number one running back in fantasy but he's third on my board because i don't think he's gonna get the yardage i don't think that he's that type the of touchdowns you mean no no he gets the touchdowns he's not gonna get the yardage he, he only had like I think it was 1,300 all-purpose yards last year, so which is low for for a okay. guy finishing in the top three. Um, so I would I don't I don't judge you for taking McCaffrey. Don't judge you. He was fourth on my uh, my rankings. Who you got at? Uh, well, actually, should we tell the uh, yeah yeah? So David Johnson went at 105, which one, is interesting. He went ahead of Melvin Gordon. He has been slowly rising. He is. Up. And one of the, I heard, I was listening to another podcast the other day, and somebody said it was like a bold prediction. It was like, uh, well, it wasn't the other day. It was like from month, a couple, like a month ago or whatever. It was a bold prediction that said, as you approach training camp and you start seeing David Johnson, you get him in training camp and you get him in the preseason, you get through all that stuff, he's going to end up being like a top four pick. And I was like, um, he might be. I'm like, he might jump into that top four. I don't think he can get past McCaffrey. But if something, he'll get, I think he'll be five. If though. something interesting happens, then Which that is could go there. Crazy, uh, yeah. A few weeks ago, he was like not even in the first round. Yeah, which sucks. Uh, Melvin Gordon goes six in the first round. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins goes seven. Uh, Adams goes eight. Le'Veon Bell goes nine. Thomas Michael Thomas goes ten. And then the beginning of the second round, two hundred one. Julio Jones, two hundred two. Joe Mixon, two hundred three. Odell Beckham, two hundred four. Juju Smith-Schuster, so six wide receivers off the board already. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 205, and James Conner, 206. So, here, this is a tough spot for me. Um, There's a lot of different options I could go. I I, I can honestly, like, in my head right now, I could go, like, four or five different guys here with a 17th pick to 207. Um, Now, the guy I wanted was actually James Conner. Mm-hmm. who I didn't think would be here, but he almost was. He got picked right before me. And I thought someone who would be there would be Juju. But he got picked actually earlier. He got picked uh, 204. So I'm stuck right now on the board right now. I could go. I drafted McCaffrey in the first round. So my second round options are Todd Gurley, Travis Kelsey, Nick Chubb, Damian Williams, yeah. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, maybe even T.Y. Hillen. Um, This is really hard. I think... I know who you'd pick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who you're going to pick? Uh, Probably. You have an idea? I have an idea. See, I'm we'll see very tempted to go Antonio Brown. I don't want to give too much away, bro. I'm very tempted to go AB. <laughs> I, 
Um, the temptation is real. That I've would kind be of been a on the train pick because he's uh, he's he's falling he is. to uh, twenty. And <clears throat> pick twenty. I kind of like a receiver here, but I'm gonna go Nick Chubb. Um, oh, you look <laughs> you look sh- surprised a little bit, a little bit. So explain to me why. So Nick Chubb, I'm not the biggest Nick Chubb guy. But in a situation like this, my running backs now are sitting with McCaffrey and Chubb. Yeah. I have a legit one-two there. I know my next pick, probably going to receivers, it's going to be on the board. And even if, like, for example, we talked about in the past. Right. If you're not a crazy fan of a guy and your guys just got picked, don't be afraid to draft for a trade. I'm not. Don't I'm not saying I would. I would trade Nick trade. Chubb because I don't dislike him that much. Yeah, like, I still think he's good. Right. Um. But it's one of those things where now my running backs are set though. Yeah. So right, you're up. You're pretty set. Um. You left a man on the board for me. I know who you're going to take, and I think. Why it's, would you do this? I think it's wrong. This is actually uh, a very large run on running backs in this first two rounds yeah and mock drafts that i've been doing i've had to at you know for the 209 spot for our league when i do a mock draft i usually end up with dalvin cook and nick chubb sitting at 209 so the mm-hmm. fact that we're at 208 and, and nick chubb there. and dalvin cook are off the board like your next your next best running back damian after williams. todd Gurley is like leonard fournette and damian williams right um and so that's kind of concerning like I don't know if I'm if I'm drafting for real in this spot and I'm kind of have to take Todd Gurley. I mean, I'm all right with taking Todd Gurley. And I'll explain to you why in a second. But like I just it is kind of tough. It makes you kind of think like, okay, maybe I should go wide receiver right. here. Um Yeah, I'm starting to stay away from Todd Gurley. I know I tough. think that's who you're going to pick. Yeah. But Lately, with everything that comes out, I'm going to take each, Todd. Each day it gets worse and worse for Todd. Like his value gets worse and worse. But I understand why you Holy do it. Holy crap. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Some guys be dropping. Yeah. Uh, so, Leonard Fournette, Antonio, Leonard Fournette came at 209, Antonio Brown 210, Kelsey at 301, and then Mike Evans at 302. So, nice to hear at uh, 303. I'm going to talk about the, uh, the Todd Gurley pick for a second. Okay. Um, so, Todd Gurley... I think a lot of people are afraid of him. I think the, a reasonable reason to be afraid of Todd Gurley is the fact that he does have the arthritis in his knee that could lead to an injury. I am not afraid to take Todd Gurley because of his role. And I think a lot of people are overhyping Daryl Henderson. They're overhyping this whole situation with his knee. Mm-hmm. He will see a little bit decreased of a role, but to think that they're going to go split back or they're going to take 40% of yeah. his snaps away is absolutely asinine. It's crazy I mean, how we'll stupid see. that is. The way, dude, the way it's The way trending. that it's trending, but that's just because people like... Us fantasy football people have been sitting here watching this happen for an entire offseason, reading into way too much. Even That's true. People from the Rams are saying that that it, people are reading way too much into this. So for me, when I look at Todd Gurley, he's a hyper-efficient player. He gets that one 1.5 fantasy point per touch situation. In a half PPR league, that is freaking spectacular. Yeah, it's pretty good. If he touches the ball... Like and just to put some perspective in that, Zeke does one last year. He was point eight. So, with Todd Gurley touches the ball two hundred and fifty times because last year he touched it three hundred and twenty five or something like that, somewhere around that range. Yeah. 
If he touches the ball just 250 times, he still gets 250 fantasy points, somewhere around 250, 245 to 250, which puts him in the top six conversation. And if that happens for Todd Gurley and I can get him at 208 and not in the first round, I'm all right with that. I'm 100% all right with that. I think you keep letting him fall to me, boys. Keep doing it. See, what I would just say about Todd Gurley is if I'm drafting right now, today, I'm not taking Todd Gurley. However, in drafts in like August and stuff, and you see him play in the preseason and we get even more information, then I like I would maybe take Gurley. But I think the yeah. risk right now in the second round is just too high. I don't like disagree with you taking him, though. Yeah. Because if everything you said is true, you're getting him a giant steal in the second round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think... At that point, like, you know, my options, right? This is I'll give you my options. It was Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Carrion Johnson. Just the I mean, I wouldn't take any of those running backs. Some of those running backs I wouldn't take at two oh eight. Yeah. But just to give you an idea of like Todd Leonard Fournette goes right after Todd Gurley. And like for me, I'm not taking Leonard Fournette over Todd Gurley. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like if I'm looking at a running back in that spot, I'm not taking Leonard Fournette over Todd Gurley. I just I can't okay. I can't justify it. Um, so now I'm at 303. Just a reminder: Fournette 209, Brown 210, Kelsey 301, Evans 302. So nothing uh, too out of the ordinary here. Um, conventional wisdom would tell you to take a wide receiver. Uh oh, <laughs> he says uh oh. Um, in my conventional wisdom, I probably should take a wide receiver well so i might some of my wide receivers available hilton thaline keenan allen uh aj green stefan diggs keenan, uh, kenny galladay so these guys are probably going to go in the next two rounds um and i'm in my tier four of running backs already uh so i have damian williams on the board um marlon mack aaron jones and then carry on johnson um see i won't say anything until you make a pick but i'm gonna take aaron jones okay I did it. <laughs> I don't d- dislike that pick. Why? Because even if... So you have three running backs right now. You could keep those three running backs and be stacked at running back. Yeah. Or, I mean, and just kind of like see how the rest of the draft plays out. Maybe you can get a steal at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You could also, if that doesn't work, you now have three very good running backs and you can easily trade one of them for a top 10 receiver. Right. So I don't really mind taking a running back there, and I really like Aaron Jones, so I don't mind the pick. Yeah. It's not what I would have done, but if you would have took this guy, I would have done that. And this guy who I'm referring to is A.J. Green, who I think is getting slept on a little bit. Um, he's getting drafted right now, late third round, mid-third round. I'm taking him here in the mid-third round. He's going to be a WR1 for me, and I now I'm set at running back. I have a legit in my opinion, WR1, and now I'm just kind of building the rest of my team slowly around that. Right. I think A.J. Green, among the receivers available, like Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thaleen, I'll take A.J. Green over those guys. Yeah. Um. So for me, that's not a bad pick. I was um, tempted to go Marlon Mack. But too, there actually. were some guys, Hilton and Thaleen were on the board. So you would you, would you go Thaleen? Or I have Hilton, Hilton, Thaleen, and Keenan Allen all ranked ahead of A.J. Ooh. Green right now. Do you really? Um, I do. Keenan I think. Allen? I think the. I think the. I think the foot injury is is a lot more concerning than. I'm not people as concerned are giving about it. it. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> he took AJ Green. Um, so 
Next, we have uh, 305 Williams, 306 Thaline, 307 Hilton, then Mac, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Amari Cooper, Derek Henry, uh, George Kittle, Keenan Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes in the fourth round. Um, no, I was going to take him. Devonta, Fre- Devonta Freeman and then yeah. Zachary Ertz. Mm. And then it falls back to you at 407. So I, again, now that I have a two running backs and receiver two, I can go any way I want here. On the board, we got Kerryon Johnson, Stephon Diggs, David Montgomery, Julian Edelman, Mark Ingram, Tyree Kill, Brandon Cooks, Philip Lindsay, and maybe even a quarterback. I could go Andrew Luck. So um, I really want to draft my guy, Mark Ingram, here, but I'm not going to because Kerryon Johnson's on the board. I mean, it's Carry hard on It's hard to pass Kerryon so Johnson right now going late in the fourth round. Um, he has a tremendous upside. Yeah. He could really be a top fantasy running back this year. I'm getting him in the fourth round. Right. So now my team at running back, I got McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Carryon Johnson's my flex, and then AJ Green's my receiver. So far, I'm pretty happy. So I purposely took my uh, three-headed monster at running back (laughs) because I felt – so, A, this draft – and where guys are going is extremely deep for yeah. wide receivers. Um, and that's like, you know, every it's true. Every year wide rec- the wide receiver position is very deep. But I'm noticing that this year there's a lot of guys that have a lot of potential to break out. Now not all of them are going to do it, but the way they're falling in rounds, mm-hmm. it makes me feel better about not taking a wide receiver in the top 3. Now would I suggest taking a wide receiver in the second round? Most of the time, yes. But the guy I would have taken at 208 had he not been taken was Juju. So yep, same with me. And I was contemplating Mike Evans. So for me, I'm not really sure that it was a, you know, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Todd Gurley pick, but at that spot, Todd Gurley fell to me. I'm all right with that. I have to draft a wide receiver now. You don't want to ever put yourself in a box, but at this point, I got to draft a wide receiver. Yeah. I was waiting for this pick. Because I kind of knew this guy was going to be on the board. Um, Stefan Diggs is going to be mm-hmm. my uh, number one wide receiver. I take him because he has that. He finished in the top 10 in half PPR. He has, over the last half of the season, when Adam Thalene decided to crap the bed and suck, um, Stefan Diggs was the guy that they were throwing to. Yeah. I think that Stefan Diggs is the number one receiver, and they want that guy to be the main person. Um, and so. For me, getting Diggs, there is a potential. For me, I think Diggs is going to finish as a wide receiver, the tenth, like a like a low low end wide receiver one again. I think that's his, that's where he's going to go. That's a ceiling. Like I don't think he's going to go anywhere past that. There is a chance that he plays really well. I just don't like Diggs's inconsistency. But to be my wide receiver one, I'm all right with that at mm-hmm. least for now. And like you said. You know, I can make a trade later or figure something out. And there's also guys later in the draft that could break out and have a wide receiver one season. So I'll take Diggs in this spot, and I'll be very happy with it. Um, The next guy off the board is Brandon Cooks, which is a little, I guess, I don't know. I feel like it's early, but I'm not a huge fan. What about the guy after that? Is that Um, your guy? Philip Lindsay. (laughs) Heck to the no. Um, I do not like Philip Lindsay at all. He's my third. He's my 29th ranked running back. So he just went 410. Whoa. I have him on my tier six, ranked 29. Okay. So 29 little... quarterbacks. No, it's not running a backs. Little. It's true. 29 among running backs. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery comes off the board after him. I have him ranked 25, despite my love. 
and Julian Edelman then comes off the board again after him. Okay. Um, so now I'm sitting here. Stefan Diggs is my number one wide receiver, and there's no other way I can go than Kenny Galladay. That's a good pick. That's my man's. So I'm gonna take Kenny Galladay there and be happy with it. He can he could he's one of those guys that could break out as a number one wide receiver, but I think his floor is a wide receiver too. So yeah. if Stefan Diggs is gonna finish as a low end wide receiver one and I can finish with like Kenny Galladay who ends up like the twelfth best wide receiver next year, then I get two guys who are finishing in a relatively good region and they're, you know, guys that are that I'm drafting as the, you know, I guess like the the I guess 20 to 25 mm-hmm. at, at wide receiver. So that really helps my team out because I'm able to get the the three-headed monster at running back and still get a decent wide receiver yeah. core um, for the season. So now you're up 504. What you got, boss? That's a great pick. That was the guy I wanted, but I knew I wasn't going to get him because I knew you were going to take him. So I was it, contemplating uh, Calvin Ridley or Cooper Cup, but ooh, it was so, a high. so yeah. So I'm my guy Mark Ingram is still there. And I would actually, <laughs> he's I, like, no, but he's like holding out for So you. I have three running backs right now. So I, if I draft another one, yeah. he's going to the bench, but that's not an entirely bad idea. Cause I could just draft him and then try to trade one of the other guys right. for another receiver to go with AJ green, which is definitely an option. An interesting guy on the board right now, Tyree kill a guy we talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to take him, but this is where I'd probably start to look. Um, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. It might be a little bit off the board. He's going 51. I don't know. That's like... Yeah. That's not crazy off the board, actually. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of a three-headed monster with the Rams receiving core. Yeah. Um, at that point, you kind of just pick the guy you want. <laughs> Brandon Cooks is already off the board, so it came down to Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup, to me, is more Jared Goff's uh, favorite option. So that's the guy I'm going to go with. Not... Not bad. Not where I wanted to go. I wanted to go Kenny Galloway, but right. like I, to me, Galladay. the difference Galladay, Galloway, Galladay, Galloway, Galladay. To me, the difference between those two isn't crazy. So, no, it's not crazy at all. Um, so after that, we have Tyreek Hill, Mark Ingram, Car- Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Sony Michelle, Calvin Ridley, Jarvis Landry, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, and Tyler Lockett. Kind of surprised Robert Woods. Is actually going that late in drafts? Um, yeah, that is kind of really. It is kind of surprising. I thought he was going in like the fifth round, um, but he is falling off boards at this point. Chris Godwin goes a little bit high, and then Lockett is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, at this spot, I'm actually going to take somebody that is a little bit surprising, and I've made a 180 on my pick. In the, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. I and jumped the gun. Hey, who, were you gonna pick? Were you gonna pick? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to be a party killer. Yeah. Were you gonna take Tyler Boyd? No. I'll flip. Because I was actually thinking about taking Tyler Boyd. I was not. It's kind of off the board though, so I'm not going to. Okay. See, this is really hard for me. Give me a pick, because I want to go. You're gonna hate it, but I might go Deshaun Watson. I might do it. <laughs> Feel free. I'm all right with it's, that. I'm, I'm, so, th- again, plenty of options here. My team is set, right? I don't want to crush my starting, you too hard my with starting, this draft. My, <laughs> my starting lineup. Yeah, Mr. Todd Gurley. My starting lineup is set. No judgment. Right? Yeah. So, at this point, I'm either drafting a tight end, yeah. a quarterback, or bench. 
So I can go either way. And there is OJ Howard. Is a I love OJ Howard. He's probably my favorite tight end. Yeah. Like out of out of the big three, the non-big three, I think he's the fourth best tight end mm-hmm. right now in fantasy. He's on the board. I could grab him. Deshaun Watson's on the board, who I think is a top four, top three fantasy quarterback. So it's tough. Darius Geis is on the board. I could go running back. I'm not going Tariq Cohen. I know you might. Is that an option? Like, oh, I did a 180. <laughs> I'm not going to go Tariq Cohen. I'm going to go Tyler Boyd. Um, I think he's got yeah a lot of upside. Now, <laughs> it's funny. I have AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. So that is um, kind of AJ Green insurance, too. If yeah. your theory holds up on the foot, well, I got Tyler Boyd right behind him. I think Tyler Boyd is one of these guys that could really break out this year. We've talked about yeah. him before. Um, him, DJ Moore, there's a couple of those guys. He's on the list. And now if he doesn't break out, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. He's on my bench. So I'm going to draft Tariq Cohen. Oh, there you go. Um, I, need my, uh, I need my bench slot to be filled here. Um, I, consistently, I, I've, I've not liked Tariq Cohen, but over the past couple weeks, I've done a little bit of studying on oh, Tariq yeah? Cohen. <laughs> and uh, somebody tweeted, I can't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted the other day that actually made me rethink it and start looking at like, the statistics and trying to figure out why I would actually take Cohen. And um, A, I like that he's in the sixth round. That's 608 is like a good spot for him. And B, mm-hmm. they said they had Jordan Howard, like they gave Jordan Howard the ball 270 times last year, whether it was through the air or on the ground. And Tariq Cohen still finished as the RB12. So if they give the ball to David Montgomery 270 times, yeah. Tariq Cohen could still finish as the RB12 or 13. Um, and so for me, if that's his floor, and then if he like for like I've talked about this, if he can get like eighty, just eighty more touches, mm-hmm. which is quite a lot, but if he can touch the ball eighty more times, I think he could finish as an RB one, and I think he could be a very good player. So I think he's got some upside. He's a decent player. He's just one dimensional, and and that's kind of what makes me nervous. But if he doesn't work out, it's not really the biggest. It's not going to hurt my starting lineup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so for my next pick. After I took Cohen, Watson, Deshaun Watson came off the board, Drew Brees, Sammy Watkins, and then O.J. Howard. So we had two quarterbacks go off the board after this point. Drew Brees went extremely high. That is very high. That's way too high. I have him ranked as my 13th quarterback. So coming off the board is like the, what what was the fifth or sixth quarterback? That's insane. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take here. The intention was to take uh, Tyler Boyd. I know that's why I took him there because I knew he wasn't yeah. going to be available. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be forced into um, I'm gonna take DJ Moore because I'm not going to be able on the board. Oh, okay, for all right. I'll take DJ Moore. Um, I like DJ Moore a lot. I've talked about him a million mm-hmm. times, so I won't uh, ramble on about him. But I think he has breakout potential. Uh, there was a post we did earlier this week about Tyler Boyd and DJ Moore and which one people would take. Moore is actually the more popular option, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I mean they're both kind of to me at least like you get one or the other. I yeah. think I think Boyd has more success as a second wide receiver, whereas DJ Moore is the number one guy, um, and that's why people the like only him. Reason but I, the, the problem oh, the problem is that is that um, the the Carolina Panthers have never had an RB. I mean a wide receiver one on their team in terms of like when Cam Newton has been the starting quarterback. So yeah. they've had a lot of wide receiver twos. 
but like wide receiver ones are just they've always escaped them uh and i think it's just because cam newton has eclipsed four thousand yards once in his career so there's just not a lot to go around in terms of where you're passing the football but i think dj moore has as better chance of any guy that they've had that's true to be a to be a breakout um he's extremely talented but who you got at seven oh four i just um the reason i went boyd over tj moore yeah was because i think kind of with cam newton uh i don't really trust cam newton's shoulder all that much yet right, right. and even when he does throw it i think it, there's going to be a lot of check downs to mccaffrey and they're going to use kind of the screens and all that stuff so right that's why i went boyd over dj moore but don't hate dj moore i'm actually going to go with another wide receiver here i'm going to go mike williams I think he's falling down in the draft right now. He's going in the seventh round. Um, I believe, what is the name of the guy that signed with the Raiders? That used Tyrell Williams. So Tyrell Williams left. It used to be a big trio right there at the Chargers with the receiving core. He's gone now. So it's really just Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So I think the opportunity for Mike Williams is there to mm-hmm. really be solid. I know in a lot of drafts, I was just looking this up, he's actually going late fifth round right yeah. now. And I was able to get him in the mid-seventh. So, to me, that's a good value pick. And um, I think he's a good asset for the bench. So, now I'm on the board again. This part of the draft, I mean, you're looking at what I'm looking. This is pretty ugly. Yeah, it's getting... This is very, very ugly. (laughs) It's getting bad. And I hate to do this again. But I'm going with another wide receiver. Dante Pettis. This guy has breakout potential. Again, kind of a theme. He's could be the number one wide receiver for San Francisco. Um, there's really not too many options there. And if you're somebody like me who loves and believes in Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. that could be a big play. So yeah. it's going to be tough, especially going forward, because I have five receivers now. So I yeah, yeah. kind of uh, got to move. But you're I'm going to take Christian Kirk. Okay. This is my mans. Uh, I love Christian Kirk. I was a little bit perturbed if that's the proper vocabulary yeah um when they took like five million wide receivers in the draft and then i sat down and i was like yeah they're not gonna be (laughs) like it's gonna be fitzgerald and christian kirk as the main two receivers and then their third guy is gonna be um i can't remember the guy the name of the guy they drafted i think it's uh um isabella what's his first name though what was it Isabella is his last name. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, rookie wide receiver. Yeah. Regardless, a lot of the rookie wide receivers aren't going to be. They're guys I liked, but they're not going to be as prevalent in this offense just because of the opportunity. I think Christian Kirk is the most talented wide receiver in the offense. Um, and so, to me, I think he has breakout potential. He already was extremely good, and apparently he's picked up the um, air raid offense in Arizona pretty quickly. Um, so I'll take him there. It sets me up pretty uh, pretty good in my wide receiver position at this point. I have four running backs and four wide receivers, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty balanced Very. at this point in the ninth round um, as we approach the back half of the draft. But uh, after that, we have Daryl Henderson at pick 809-810, Allen Robinson 901, Jordan Howard 902, Miles Sanders. So now i got to make a decision. 903, going with my strategy. Uh-oh. Of not taking quarterbacks and tight ends until the back end. It gets kind of tough at this point. Um, there is Sammy Watkins still on the board. Sammy Watkins is a interesting... Is he off the board? Did he come off? I think he did. No. 
Never he, mind. Oh yeah, he came off the board a while. I was getting, ago, ex- I was getting excited. <laughs> he got drafted in the seventh round. <laughs> I was, I miss, I had him, I had, I made my sheet of paper and I was crossing out names and I completely forgot to cross out Sammy Watkins when that happened. So right now I have a tier six running back left, and I'm in the top tier. Uh, I'm in the tier six of wide receivers right now. So number thirty on my rankings, I have Latavius Murray, and number thirty-one, thirty-two, and thirty-three, I have Sterling Shepard, Allen Robinson, and Cortland Sutton. So I, I have think, some, uh, Allen Robinson got drafted. Did he? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say Allen Robinson. I meant to say Sterling yeah, Shepard, Cortland Sutton. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take Latavius Murray here. He's going into okay. the same role as uh, he's going into the same role as um, Mark Ingram Mark Ingram. was last year. Yep. Uh, I don't think he's going to get as much work, but in the in the time that he has had, at least with Minnesota, he has shown that he can be decent. I think with another guy there taking pressure off him, it'll make him a lot better of a running back. And if they utilize him like Mark Ingram, he could be a decent RB2. Um, I don't think that he can be any more than that. He's more of like, uh, I'm going to use this guy to throw in deals later down the right. road to try to be good. But there's nothing really in this round. Like Even like if Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard were still on the board, I wouldn't have taken them. I probably would have taken Latavius Murray. But um, Murray is the guy that I'll go with here at 9.03. I'm very, very tempted to go cream hunt here. Oh. I'm not going to. <laughs> I was about to say. But... Very tempted. Right. Hey, your boy Eric Ebron is the cor- according to ADP the best player available right now. Oh boy! <laughs> if you take him on, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. Not, I don't like any of the three top tight ends right now, which is Ebron, Cook, or Vance McDonald. Yeah. Um, I actually like Njoku more than those guys, but I'm still probably not going to go with Njoku right now in the ninth round. Right. You know, you're going to hate this pick, but I've been very consistent with drafting my guy. Who was once your guy, Carson Wentz, in the ninth round? Um, I have been on the Carson Wentz train for a while. I think he's going to have a great season. They surrounded him with a lot of talent this year. It's the second year coming off the injury, after ACL injury, so he should be ready to go full health. You're giving a weird face. What's I just Ronald Jones came off the board in the ninth round? Oh, oh, he did. Wow, okay. Yeah, I was like, what the crap is going on here? So, uh, it is my pick again. Um, those tight ends, Vance McDonald's still available. But someone else is still available, and that's David Njoku, who I'm going to take. I think Njoku has a lot of upside. Kind of a fan of the Cleveland Browns, as a lot of people are right now. If it loads, there we go. Um, I think, like, are the tight ends that just went, Jared Cook. Uh, yeah. Who is Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald still on the board? I think Njoku's the best out of those four guys to me. And now my starting lineup is set pretty much other than kicker and defense, which I don't really count, but uh, now I just got to fill out the bench. So for me, mm-hmm. oh, you didn't take your guy. Oh, yeah, I did. It did on my screen. Yeah. Is it, does it need a load? Hold on. You can just talk about the guy. There we go. Oh, there you go. There we go. So you took Njoku. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna avoid. A lot of people are hyped up right now. One of the high guys on the board is is Vance McDonald. Yeah. If, if you can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the screen. Um, Vance McDonald is 19 on my rankings because I think he's just gonna be a complete cluster this year. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow. oh, he's gonna be really good. No, stop. 
Um, the guy I'm going to draft here is going to be Corey Davis. Oh, <gasps> my guy. Yeah, no. You just took him from me, um, dude. I'm going to take Corey Davis. I think that Corey Davis has the potential of doing something good this year, possibly. Um, I'm not really, like you said, I'm not a huge, huge fan. Like, like I told you uh, on our sleeper show for wide receivers, I'm not a huge fan of Corey Davis. But if they get a good passer in there and they start passing the ball a little bit more, I think Corey Davis has the potential of being a really good pick. Um, so next off the board is Cortland Sutton and then uh, Vance McDonald, Kyler Murray, and Marvin Jones. So I got uh, beat out. I like Kyler Murray. I was going to take him at 11. Oh, wow, you were? Yeah, I was going to take him at 11, and uh, he got snagged off the board. So now I'm sitting here. I already know what I'm going to do at quarterback. <laughs> I'm going to go Cam Newton. Oh, so you are taking a quarterback, you yep. liar. I'm not a liar. I just was going to take Kyler Murray, and he came off the board. So Mr. Oh, I don't like taking quarterbacks. I have Cam Newton ranked as my fifth quarterback in Tier 2, and he's sitting here at round 11, there you go. pick 3. So I will definitely take him at at that at that spot. Um, I like I said, I'm staying consistent with that. I have to. I got burned too badly in the past taking quarterbacks far too high. Um, Carson Wentz is not a bad pick in the ninth round. Yeah. Um, but I just I feel like I need to build out my team first and then continue growing from there. So who do you got? Eleven oh four. So at this point. I'm kind of looking at, there's a lot of quarterbacks available, which I do not want. I just took Carson Wentz. Um, there's a lot of running backs available, which I kind of need and could use because I have three running backs right now and five receivers. Mm-hmm. So out of the running backs available, we got a lot of them right now. It's a running back round. McKinnon, Jalen Samuels, Carlos Hyde, uh, Deontay Foreman. There you go. Um, Austin Eckler. Yeah. So there's there's some guys I could go with. Man, this is tough. I want to go Jarrett McKinnon, actually, which I think you would kill me for. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of him either, but at this point... Did you take him? I did not. I'm not going to take him, but he, you wanted me to, didn't you? Oh, you <laughs> you loser. <laughs> I jumped the He's gun. He's writing it down on his little <laughs> notes for anybody that can't see. I'm He's got every <laughs> single player... In, <laughs> who's supposed to get drafted? Oh, gee. He's crossing them out with each pick. Yeah, it helps me keep pace with my tears. Old old school, um, pen and paper. I'm going to go Ido Smith. Idaho? I, 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 ex, yeah. We go on Idaho, Idaho Smith. Smith. Let's go. Um, I was kind of, at this point in the draft, too, I'm looking for players with that breakout yeah. or... Not necessarily breakout, but even guys with like upside. Um, Deontay Foreman was the guy I was looking at, who we talked about earlier, but I wasn't quite sold on him. Um, with Mr. Idaho Smith, uh, he's kind of playing the Tevin Coleman role this year, and with a good chance of Devontae Freeman getting hurt like he usually does, that could open up a huge opportunity for Mr. Smith to really carry the Falcons' running backs and running game overall. Um so taking him in the eleventh round and being a bench player, I'm fine with. So I'm on the board again, and there is abs. This is an absolute crap show at this yeah, point dude. of the draft. What do you think um, I wait? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm. Mm, this is tough. 
I gotta think about. Don't this you want to go? Don't you want to go uh, Jaguars D? Yeah, that's the, that dude. You got me there, man. That's the one I was looking at. <laughs> Jaguars defense. I'm gonna go Peyton Barber. So the reason I go Peyton Barber here is I think me and you both agree Ronald Jones is the guy. Yeah. If anyone's gonna break out, but to me, the chances of Ronald Jones breaking out or Peyton Barber breaking out is high. So I think one of them could break out. Yeah. And I think it's more likely that it's going to be Ronald Jones. But sitting here in the 12th round with the chance that it could be Peyton Barber, I'll take that risk. So now my team is pretty much, I got five running backs, five receivers, a quarterback, a tight end. So I'm pretty much set. I'm trying to decide what I want to do now. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It's Um, garbage shoot right now. For anybody watching on YouTube, you can... Look at those available players. Carlos Hyde, Jacksonville Jaguars defense, Golden Tate. Yeah, one of them. Adrian Peterson, Tom Brady, man. That would have been a great duo in 2011 <laughs> in fantasy drafts. Uh, I think what I'm going to do here is take. I know who I'd take here. This is a tough one. I want to take one guy, but I shouldn't. Oh, my word. <laughs> The guy I was talking about, Darwin Thompson, he's actually draftable now. Oh, is he? Yeah, I'm going to take Matt Breida. Um, I'll take Matt Breida, okay. my, fifth run- my fifth running back. So now i got five running backs, five wide receivers. I'm feeling yeah, good. That's what I same with me, boss. My quarterback, uh, my quarterback is Cam Newton. Um, so, I mean, at this point, I, like, I, don't, I don't like the San Francisco 49ers backfield. But I think at some point it's going to come. I think Matt Breed is a great sleeper, and I think that at some point it's going to come to fruition. Yeah, like something's going to happen in that backfield. Somebody's going to be an on-man out, which means somebody's going to do well. Yeah. So, so for me, I'll take him there. Uh, Carlos Hyde was the other guy that I was looking at. That's the guy I was um, probably would have took in that spot. And I think the reason why I like Carlos Hyde is because he's a part of the chance. He's part of the Chiefs system. He is a he's he's kind of an all-purpose back a little bit, and he had some time where he was a, he was a top ten back in fantasy. Uh, at one point in his career. So he's not an awful player, but I think that they're so dead set on Damian Williams right now that he's going to be the guy there. So now I pick at uh, 13.3. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take Josh Allen as my second quarterback. Oh, that's who I was going to take. I was going to take Josh Allen as my second quarterback. That was the Um, guy I was taking. You're going with my strat, aren't you? No, not really. I just like Josh Allen. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you do, even if you're not intentionally doing it, you are. You took a veteran quarterback. Yeah. Then you took. Oh boy. Remind me later. Now we computer need, update. You got you got a veteran now quarterback. Need, now we need kickers. And then oh yeah, kickers and Yay. defenses. Let's go. You took the veteran quarterback and we'll then end you took it after this the breakout quarterback. So yeah. Thanks for going with my strategy, but you ruined my strategy. Or did you? Or did I? Because you took Josh Allen, which is. Probably the guy that I was going to take, which is the guy I was going to take. But you know who else who has breakout potential, in my opinion, that you absolutely hate? Mr. Lamar Jackson. I think... No, stop. Come on. In the 13th Back round. the truck up, boss. So, okay, well... Here's, Don't get so sweaty. Here's what we're... So, look at it from this point of view, though. Mm-hmm. You're in my spot. You're in the 13th round. Yeah. You got guys like Golden Tate, like guys that just went off the board. Mr. Kiki... Damian Harris, Tom Brady, Emmanuel Sanders, a bunch of defenses, a bunch of kickers. Why not take a chance on a guy that can 
easily be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Because he blows. Easily. Okay, so you think he blows. No, I actually like him. I just don't think he's going to be that great this year. I'm not sure if he will be or if he won't be, but I'm taking a chance on a guy in the 13th round that I think could be a top 10 fantasy quarterback that I'm getting for pretty much nothing. I could I could drop him. He's my he's going to be my last pick, my last player pick. So to me it's I'm taking a flyer on a guy mm-hmm. that could or couldn't work out. So now I'm sitting here you need, a, you need a kicker and a defense here. Oh, boy, this is exciting. We're just going to move fast with these two. <laughs> I'm very tempted to take TJ Hawkinson and just not go with a kicker. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you so, i got to actually look at the, what defenses and kickers are available. I'm going to go with Houston Texans defense. I think if we last mock draft, that's what we did together. Yep. Um, defenses, you can do whatever you want with. You can go week to week with them, which is yep. what I do. But... I'm going with Texans defense just because I think pass rush will be a key for them. They'll get a lot of sacks. So, But it really changes week to week for me. I took uh, New England Patriots defense. Oh, there you go. Um, after that, it was Fairbarn, Will Lutz, Deshaun Jackson, and Cowboys D. So now I'm here. Just got to take a kicker, and I hate to go uh, both <laughs> – I knew it. Patriots. But I'll go Steven Goskowski. Dude, why are you going to steal my, my dude, man? Always, always. You're probably going to take um, Vinatieri. Nope. Vinatieri. Vinatieri is too old for me, boss. <laughs> I'm jumping on Jimmy Garoppolo in the San Francisco 49ers oh, bandwagon. I'm going with Robbie Gold. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to like start talking about why you took him. Uh, that's going to do it. For our mock draft, uh, just to give you some of the guys, I, I'm not going to talk about all of them because they were mostly kickers and defense, but we did end the draft with uh, three position players, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'm noticing that uh, Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling are falling into that last round. Um, sleepers. Yeah, as sleepers. So my team consists of Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, Aaron Jones, Stephen Diggs, Kenny Galladay, Tariq Cohen, DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, Latavius Murray, Corey Davis, Cam Newton, Matt Breida, Josh Allen, and New England Patriots D with Steph and Diggs. And Rick's team, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, A.J. Green, Carryon Johnson, Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, Dante Pettis, Carson Wentz, David Njoku, Ido Smith, Peyton Barber, Lamar Jackson, and Houston Texans D with Robbie Gold. You know what I didn't do? I didn't what? take a tight end. <laughs> oh, yeah. You forgot about that, didn't I'm you? I'm a pro, bro. <sighs> yeah. I think I win just because you didn't take a tight I'm end. I'm streaming tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, it's always interesting to see how um, – you know your draft kind of works out as you're as you're mock drafting, and one of the things that I like to do is, um, I like to work with different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I've been playing around with that three work, you know, three uh, headed monster at running back, um, and trying to figure out how to make that work in my draft. Um, I don't know if I'll end up using it. But it's one of those I mean, things that that'll that I'll take a look at. You know what I mean? As we I, continue to go through, I, uh, you know, the rest of the off season. Yeah, I think what you did too with after you took the three running backs in the first three rounds, you you, you didn't like have a bad like Diggs and Galloway or Galladay. Sorry, I yeah. say Galloway. Stephon Diggs and uh, Kenny Galladay. That's not bad for a receiver duo. So 
I think that's one way to make it work. Like, that's not too bad. I just can't believe I didn't take a tight end. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I was getting so infatuated with Josh Allen. It doesn't really matter. I can just drop Josh Allen. Dude, <laughs> I think my draft would have been perfect if I took Patrick Mahomes. Oh, God. Instead of on Johnson. <laughs> that does it for our second Monk draft episode. Um, the next one we'll probably do together or maybe against each other. I don't know. I kind of like going out. against... Oh, you like versing yeah. me? Um, be sure to listen on Thursday for our new series of episodes about forgotten players from 2018. It's about to get real. We're going to give you guys that uh, that are completely just... People kind of... S- Sleeping on them and yeah, forgetting about sleeping them. Sleeping on and forgetting about them. They're not sleepers, but they're 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 falling in drafts. Yeah, they're not they're yeah. not sleepers, but people had a dream and don't remember the dream. Talk to you Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.